I don't think you should be doing too much gambling tonight, Alan. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things power trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets, and Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chuck. And I am horny because we are going to Vegas, Chuck. I know. It's finally, like, here, right? So, yeah, we're a week out, and, uh, yeah, um, no better place, no better city on the planet to be going to than Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, trip number, oh, good for me, like, 26, I think, for me. Um, and, Dave, this is trip number three for you, right? Yes, and what have you learned in the first two trips? Um, where Earl's sandwich is, <laughs> uh, the deals, the two for four seltzers, how to play pie gal, um, the Sigma Derby is really cool, um, <laughs> and you should probably pace yourself in, in drinking. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, definitely, definitely have a plan when it comes to your drinking. So uh, that's. I don't like to make. I, I like to have ideas of what I want to do, not necessarily a like a minute by minute or hour by hour plan. But drinking is one of them where I kind of do have a little bit of a game plan because uh, yeah, I always rent a car too, and that's one of those things too where it's like okay. I'm not going to be driving during this time period. So it's like, if I want to go to this place or that place, I'm going to do it early and whatever. But yeah. So yes, I am like beyond uh, excited. We've got lots of college basketball to bet on. We're going to have major league baseball to bet on NCAA hockey tournament to bet on. It's all on and it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I honestly can't wait. Done. All the basketball research has been done. Uh, my mind, I've mind molded my mind into a college basketball betting machine. Uh, I am a robot. I'm like the the Russian guy in Rocky Four. Nice. So. <laughs> I've got my uh, my NBA guy. Although he has been letting me down lately, um, I've lost a couple bets in a row from him. But uh, what the hell? We're in Vegas. I'm gonna let it ride. So. Uh, cannot wait. Best best place on earth, and um, I'm sure there will be lots of lots of fun memories and lots of craziness that comes out of this uh, this trip as well. There always seems to be something every year, and hopefully we'll also get to see our friend Derek, who hit the huge parlay last year. And uh, it seems like Derek's one of those guys. It's like he just appears in Vegas, and then he just kind of goes away for 51 weeks, and then he reappears in Vegas. So. Uh, uh, be good to see him as well. So yeah, maybe this time he could share uh, some of that money with bets and quotes. <laughs> oh you can at my least gosh. join the Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, man. <laughs> Although uh, knowing Derek, there's probably not a dime of that twenty-seven thousand dollars left. So. <laughs> nope. 
All right, well, we have a fun show for you tonight. So whether or not you're going to Vegas uh, with the power trip or you've got a future trip planned just on your own or you've never been to Vegas, hopefully this this episode will still be fun for you. We are going to do our top three Vegas movies uh, with Mr. Z. Uh, Mr. Z will join us, and uh, each one of us will give our top three movies, and we'll talk some uh, fun Vegas movie stuff there. We're going to talk about what's new in Vegas since the 2019 Vegas Power Trip. So Vegas is always changing. And, um, yeah, there's some new stuff out there since 2019. So I picked out five things that I thought might be interesting to members of Rube Nation. So we'll talk about those. Uh, we're going to talk to John Creasel. I mean, come on, who better to talk to than uh, John, <laughs> the gentleman John Creasel? We were talking playboy. About, oh, playboy. So, uh yeah, no, nobody does Vegas better or harder than uh, than Crease does, and uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's nice enough to he's gonna talk to us a little bit later. And last but not least, we are gonna play the Vegas Stars game. So I put together um, a little game for you, Dave, um, based around some uh, some Vegas cards I put together. So you know, I used to collect baseball cards when I was a kid. Um, thought it'd be fun to have some Vegas cards for this trip. So uh, you'll be seeing those on Twitter. But I'm gonna before you see those, I'm gonna put Dave through the Vegas Stars game. So stick around for that. But let's get started by talking to our good friend, Mr. Z. All right, well, we are happy to be joined by Mr. Z tonight because we are going to talk about our favorite three Vegas movies each because uh, one of the things I know a lot of people love to do before a Vegas trip is binge on some Vegas movies, and uh, we've all got our favorites. Uh, We have not coordinated this beforehand, so I don't know if we all have the same list or if if we're going to have nine different movies, but... Uh, Mr. Z, since you're our guest, why don't you go first with your th- number three selection? I will go. I have a funny. Uh, I'll, I'll just say I. There might be four, but I would be surprised if we get five different movies out of this. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Because I think there. I think there are three. Uh, let's see. So um, I don't know if we're doing this in order, but I think that Hangover is definitely a top three Las Vegas film. One of the highest grossing R-rated comedies of all time. And uh, at the time, it was almost groundbreaking when Hangover came out. Um, And it definitely is a Las Vegas movie. And so I personally have Hangover at number three for my uh, top three Vegas movies. All right. uh, Dave, why don't you go next? All right. Well, I'm going to go with the movie 21 uh, featuring uh, the the now-canceled... Mr. Uh, what's his face uh, from uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. House of Cards guy? Yeah, House of Cards guy, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, my God, when that movie came out, uh, I just you know just turned eight, I was in that eighteen to twenty one year old age, and going to the casino was literally the coolest thing you could possibly do on the face of the planet. <laughs> so uh, naturally, we went up and uh, packed up the car and went up to. Uh, Grand Casino Malax just about every weekend and yeah I just really enjoy that film. Yeah. That's the one that was that's the MIT bit with the the MIT uh, based on a true story. Yep. yep. Yeah, I read that book. That was I, I do I agree. I, I kind of, there's a lot of these little movies that I kind of kind of forgot. I didn't forget about the movie. That that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I read the book on that one too, but I I have yet to see that movie. So that might, I might have to add that one here in the next couple of weeks. So well, the my... movie was much better. Okay. Well, that's good <laughs> to know. 
Well, at my number three, um, I know Mr. Z, you like to say there's no such thing as guilty pleasure, because if you like a movie, you like the movie. But (laughs) this one, I will admit, is not one of the – this isn't going to win any Academy Awards, let's put it that way. But um, Vegas Vacation, uh, that's my number three. I love that movie. I've prob- I'm not kidding when I say I've probably watched that movie at least a hundred times. Uh, it's one of my favorites to just put on and listen to in the background. And I think the reason it has so much appeal to me is it was filmed almost the exact same time as my very first trip to Vegas. So it kind of sets the end. There's a lot of scenery and Vegas imagery in that movie. So it just kind of takes me back to that very first time and kind of how Vegas molded into my mind and then has evolved since then. So, um, you know, it's corny, there, but there are a lot of good one-liners out of that. And it gets quoted quite a bit. So, um, so I will, my guilty pleasure, number three, Vegas vacation. Sure, I can see that. Uh, I thought when you said guilty pleasure, I thought you were going Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. But, <laughs> but no, I don't Ooh. want to do any spoilers. You can cut that out if that's. Uh... <laughs> Damn it, that's my next I did, one. <laughs> I did that. Remember when, when we did a top ten? I, I mocked and ridiculed John Wick, and then uh, and then because uh, I didn't uh, John Wick two or whatever, and then it ended up uh, being coming up later on in the show. So I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're safe with the uh, Viva Rock Vegas. This trust me. Viva Rock Vegas. I'm not stealing anyone's thunder. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Z, why don't you go with number two? <clears throat> number two. Uh, again, it, it's. It, I feel like you know, there's so many of these little movies I could have, um, you know, like I could have talked about, like The Cooler, or and again, I want to throw out a couple little ones that I, that are great movies. Um, but I'm going with the old standard, Ocean's Eleven. Um, <laughs> yes. I loved Ocean's Eleven. 11 uh, it's it's one of those movies you can watch multiple times and it's not only is it you know one of the it's, it's one of the better movies of all time and uh and it's clearly sending out you know when they're standing in front of the bellagio you know when you when you know the bellagio as well as you do i mean when they're standing there watching them dancing fountains it just feels like you're there with them in vegas so i, I think it's a slam dunk to have oceans 11 in the top three yeah, it, it, it's a fantastic movie, and you know, Ocean's Thirteen isn't really too far behind, which was also yeah, set that's... in Vegas as well. Um, both fantastic films, but yeah, the the original is definitely the OG. Yep. Guys, you're you're literally taking my entire list here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna go with uh, Ocean's Twelve as my number two movie. <laughs> um, no, honestly, uh, I I love the Night Fox. Um, yeah. Just that scene with the he's you know break dancing through laser fields. Um, I mean, come on, yeah. that's that's an all time scene, and uh, you know e- e- even the even the music from that scene was played um, during the sludgeathon and and some yeah. on the power trip and everything. And um, I, I love all those movies, so uh, going with Ocean's Twelve at number two. All right. Well, my number two, I am absolutely cheating. And this is why if we had bet on this, Mr. Z, I definitely would have taken the over on the number of different films because I'm completely cheating with this one. But um, it truly is one of my favorite movies of all time. And a a good segment of it is Vegas. And it's Swingers. Um, The Vegas moments in Swingers are absolutely some of my favorites. Nothing captures the awkwardness of the very first time you ever walked up to a table to play, you know, blackjack or pie gal or craps, 
and you did something wrong or you know you just you were trying to act all cool and you know you you screwed up and the dealer let you know and everybody looked at you like you were an idiot mm-hmm. and that awkwardness when John Favreau sits down at that table is just it, it, it's brilliant and I want that that scene I watch over and over and over and uh, it's it's so it's so cool and just the whole I love to just their drive out to Vegas because they're just, you know, it's that whole Vegas and they're just, you know, so amped and so excited. And I think that yeah. just kind of captures the feeling that everybody has going out to Vegas. So I get most of the movie isn't set in Vegas, but um, that that scene alone to me makes it worthy of my number two. I, I definitely had it in consideration. I looked at it. For how many years? Maybe it isn't, but there was years. How many times do you think in Vegas there was a group of people walking along where one of the guys said "Vegas, baby," and then everyone else went "Vegas." Vegas, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it was kind of like an anthem for years of that that Vegas, baby, Vegas uh, thing. So yeah, I agree that 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 is definitely uh, I, I qualifies as a possibility. So, yeah. All right. Well, what do you got at number one, Mister Z? Number one. I used to stay, when I first started, I actually, the first times I started going to Vegas was for CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, before E3 existed. Um, Then once E3 started, we started doing it out in uh, L.A. But I always stayed at the Riviera. And so when Casino came out, and it was filmed at the Riviera. It was very, it was very goosebumpy for me because the whole movie was basically filmed at the Riviera, and I had been there many times. And it also was one of the great movies of all time, serious movie, uh, with you know, I mean, sort of in the Goodfellas range. And so I have Casino as my number one Las Vegas movie as far as just pure quality, not necessarily just like a fun movie, but as far as like a literal Oscar quality movie, Casino is my number one. That's an awesome choice, and that uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it is it is intense the whole way through, and it's one of the you know of all those sort of um, era films like that where you know Godfather and Casino and all those Casino to me stands alone as my favorite of those of that yeah. kind of genre. It was I, I, I would say Goodfellas would put up a good fight with it, but I mean it's Joe Pesci, De Niro, Sharon Stone. Um, you know, it was, it, it was a, man, it was a good movie. So yeah, it was, that's awesome. All right, Dave, what do you got at number one? All right. Well, my number one was already mentioned and, uh, it's probably, it's in my top five movies of all time. Uh, it's currently down the only movie that I have downloaded on my iPhone. It is oceans 11. (laughs) Um, just highlighting on the cast alone. Um, you know, obviously George Clooney, Julia Roberts, um, you know, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Bernie Mac, Casey Affleck. I mean, it's just loaded with stars. And I think the the thing that I love the most about it is it's actually shot like, uh, you know, I, I'm obviously no Mr. Z, but it, it's shot in a way along with the music that's just very aesthetically pleasing. And um, it's, just, it's a very good comfort movie for me, you know, kind of like a sick day movie, but um, I, I just absolutely love Ocean's Eleven, so that is my number one Vegas movie. Yep, definitely no question. I, I, I think that yeah, you can easily put that at number one um, on any on any list. I think yeah. All right, and my number one has also been said before as well, but um, it's it's The Hangover. And about the only thing I will add, because to me it's it, it is my favorite comedy of all time. Um, you know, it, it, it was Caddyshack up until The Hangover came out. 
And I remember seeing trailers to The Hangover and just rolling and thinking, this is going to be one of those movies where they show you all the funny bits in the trailer and then you go to the movie and you're going to be massively disappointed and undersold. And I, I still remember the exact theater I went to. Uh, you know, I, I remember everything about the experience that I went to. And I remember just dying through the end credits when they played all of those different photos from their evening. And uh, it just it, it's that that movie is just absolutely the most brilliant comedy to me um, that I've ever seen. And uh, I, I every time just watching the first three or four minutes of that when he's on the phone explaining to uh, the fiance that uh, yeah that's not gonna happen and then the opening credits roll and they show all those shots of vegas it's like if that doesn't get you amped for a vegas trip nothing will so uh so yeah i'm putting i'm going the comedy route with it and i'm putting hangover as my number one yeah and once again i, I uh, yeah that's a that's great i re- uh, quick little story um i might have even told the story before but when we do the movie theater conventions, um, you're, there's several, you know, a couple hundred of us in an auditorium, actually in Vegas, usually, sometimes Orlando. And uh, most of these are old people who've seen 8,000 movies. And I'll never forget the time that it was night, they're getting ready to wrap up Warner's presentation. And they brought out Todd Phillips, and he said, I'm making this movie. It's called Hangover, and well, it's comedy, and it'll go great. And they showed about five minutes of it. And that place was murmuring. There was this, a literal buzz. If you like, you know, when they say that movie has a buzz, mm-hmm. and like you, after the thing was over, you could, they almost had to wait for people to stop talking and laughing and turn to the people because we, there was something special about that movie, even just that little clip and people in the industry even knew it right away when, uh, with that, with that cast, that there was something special and it was true. And like you said, it held up when it came out, you could be watched it and you're like, yeah, that's from beginning to end. Ken Jong. I mean, what oh a Oh, my God. What a so funny. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson, I mean, there's everything about The Hangover um, is a, there's so many different things. And even, even kind of the mystery that there's actually a story that you're trying to solve. Right, um, yep. It's kind of entertaining. So, yeah, really great movie. Yeah, my wife uh, made that comment, too, where she was like, that's one of the only movies I can ever remember where I literally laugh from the beginning to the end the whole way through. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) fantastic. So, all right, well, uh, we're going out to Vegas, obviously, with the power trip from March 25th to the 29th, um, and a lot of you rubes will be joining us out there. But, Mr. Z, uh, you're not going to be there, but you're going to be out there right after us. Uh, Why don't you tell us why you're going to be out in Vegas? I will be. I'll be rolling in March 30th. Um, uh, jumping on a plane. Actually, uh, there there's a convention called CinemaCon um, that has been going on in Vegas for a very very long time. If you consider what it used to be called Show West, um, and some people even remember that word Show West. And once a year, um, there's a lot of smaller conventions, but this is the big one where all the movie studios come out to Vegas. We all stay at Caesars. We uh, go into the house that Celine built. Um, that's where. Um, and it's very strange. Uh, so, so all of the studios get together and put on this giant dog and pony show for all people who are on the, you know, working as in, in this business. Um, the cool thing is, is that they take, they spend about four days, all of, even these rival, um, uh, sound, uh, and film companies will go together and they bring the m- multiple laser projectors, um, they'll they'll actually set up a Dolby Atmos system inside the thing, and it turns into basically the nicest movie theater 
in the world for those Damn. three days. Um, and then what happens is like I'll roll in. I have to. I usually time it so I can land in time to get to my room, take a shower, and then opening night ceremonies. This this to this year, the opening night is Walt Disney, and so Disney will put on about a two and a half hour show, um, presenting their next uh, six months and then a, a longer two to three year range of what their plans are for the next. You know, um, uh, including uh, highlights of all the stuff coming out. And then what usually happens is, is like they'll say, okay, well we have Jungle Cruise coming out, and so then they'll bring The Rock and all that. They'll come out and they'll you know smile for the cameras and talk, and then they'll talk about making the movie, and then they'll show some special clips from it. And they'll say we also have this, and they'll bring out the director of, you know, whoever like a Pete Doctor or whoever, um, you know, is going to come out, and and that's all we do. And then after it's over, we'll go over to the Omnia, and they have a big party, and then you get up in the morning and you just do it again with Warner, and then with Universal, and then with Paramount, and then with SCX. And we do that for three days, where you watch two and a half hours of shows and stars, and then you eat and drink, and then you go do it again. So it's uh, it's a you know so that it sounds funner. The first year you do it, it's a blast. The twentieth year you do it, um, it takes a bit to get you excited. Um, but I think it was two years ago, we were at the Universal presentation. At the end of the presentation, um, Universal had gotten us, we were like in the, whatever, we were up front because we were guests of Universal. And they, at the end, they said, well, stay in your seats. We have one more little thing. And they brought out Cher, and Cher sang a song from Mamma Mia in front of, right there. I'm like, oh, I'm like what the hell? Cher is here singing. Whoa. And so it, it's become a thing where the topic so last year Kelly Clarkson was they brought Kelly Clark and they don't tell you any of this is going to happen mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden it's like ladies and gentlemen Kelly Clarkson they're like hey I'm at a Kelly Clarkson concert all of a sudden for five minutes and then she'll sing a song so so it's kind of every now and then it you you fanboy out but most of you're actually there for work and and uh, and what we do then afterwards is we actually like when we're out for lunches and dinners afterwards is we're talking about screenings and the other studios are really want like to talk about like if we, if I'm out to lunch with let's say Warner Brothers, they want to know what was the Paramount thing. What did you think of the Paramount? They don't, they all kind of want to feel out what each other is. The other, they're, you know, uh, there's this weird love hate relationship between the studios because they all know each other and they all like each other personally. Yet they all are trying to beat the hell out of the other company by you know by taking them off screen and getting on the bigger screen. So so, so it's like the it. United Nations for uh for film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yes, it is because it's strange because it's such a a lot of people move around in the business and so almost everybody knows everybody. So people at Warner know people at Paramount know people at Universal. They all know each other and they like each other, but when it comes down to business, it's cutthroat and so it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird thing where um, I know when exhibition and the studios are dealing with each other. It's funny because sometimes it'll turn into a knockdown drag out. Um, the language that gets used sometimes, there's F-bombs getting dropped and you're, you know, calling, hanging up on people. And then four hours later, then you'll like go out to lunch, you know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> it, uh, it's a lot more, it's a lot more uh, uncomfortable than you would think it would be working in this side of the business because there's a lot of confrontation um, and a lot of uh, like having to say no. And that's always an uncomfortable thing. So hey, I guess I digress, but getting a little deeper into the business so but but nonetheless cinema kind of when we all play nice and um and their checkbooks are open and that's when it's fun because everything is cop from uh from top to bottom so so the so the level of debauchery goes way up uh when it's comped right 
Uh, well, it's weird. It's weird because you'll start, like, you'll go to a thing at 4.30 at, um, you know, and it'll be at a restaurant. They'll shut down a restaurant bar, and they'll just, they'll they'll put a big curtain around it, and you, well, you, you have to have your special badge to get in. And then it's all the food and drink you can eat and drink for an hour. You walk out of there, and all of a sudden you're like, it's only 5.30, and we got two more shows to do, you know? So right. It gets, to be, it gets to be long, yeah. But it's hard <laughs> when uh, that, uh, then you're rolling into the next show, and then you're watching them, watching this and that, and then you go to the Omnia, and so, uh, so yeah, it is. The level of debauchery is it, it was relatively tame, but uh, but the amount of food and drink is 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 a, is, is a lot. Well, that's awesome. Well, we hope you have a blast at CinemaCon, and we also hope that uh, one of these years, not too in, in the not too distant future, uh, you can overlap a trip with a power trip because uh, I think you you'd like the level of debauchery at the power trip for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. I, I can't wait. It's going to happen one of these years, unless the coronavirus uh, shuts all the movie theaters down. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we'll be there. So, well, thanks a lot, Mr. Z, for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it, and enjoy CinemaCon. I'll send you pics. No news. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Yes. <laughs> thanks a lot, Mr. Z. We'll talk you, to you later. All right. Okay, well, next up, we're going to talk about what's new in Vegas since Power Trip 2019. So, Vegas is always changing. That's one of the uh, the things you'll hear. And you'll also hear our good friend Tim Dressen, who has the uh, 500 by Midnight podcast. One of the things he always says is, if you like something, go to it, because nothing is ever guaranteed to stick around in Vegas. You know, a lot of times people have, like, a favorite restaurant or, you know, just something they like to see or do every Vegas trip. And he always encourages you to do that because it's amazing the turnover that occurs in Vegas and all of a sudden something will be gone that you used to love and that's it. That's happened to me many, many times. So uh, definitely, definitely see the things that uh, that you like. But there's always some fun new things to do and um, I picked out five of these and we're going to we're gonna go over them. So uh, one of the cool things that is just opening, like literally just open in March of 2020, is a new karaoke place called Camu Karaoke. Um, Camu Karaoke is located in the Grand Canal shops of the Venetian, and it has 40 private rooms that include six VIP suites. And it says that you know each one has like a full bar, cocktails, bottle service. Um, there's also uh, food service from Chef Chris O, who I'm not super familiar with, but some of you foodies might know him. Um, it's open at noon daily, but it's restricted to adults from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So, uh, you know, if you got the kiddos along on a future trip or something, you know, you could get them in there. But once 8 p.m. hits, then it's then it's all adult stuff. But these are kind of cool, you know, like these. Uh, I've been to these before, where it's kind of like the uh, the little lounge, where it's kind of like a private suite for just you know you and your friends. So you don't have to worry about singing in front of 50 or 60 different strangers. You just get a group of people together. Everybody kind of splits the price on it. Hey, you can do some karaoke. So, uh, Dave, are you a karaoke guy? Oh, I'm a big karaoke guy, especially under the influence of alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I, I hit my peak at like point one four. Uh, that's that's really when I get going. <laughs> yeah, you know, these are very these karaoke rooms or whatever. These private karaoke things have been huge in like the Asian markets. So it's kind of cool for them to pop up over here. I. I I would definitely be down for that. All right. Well, that sounds cool. It's Camu, once again, Camu Karaoke, and it's in the Grand Canal shops at the Venetian. 
All right, next up is Sahara Las Vegas. And you might say, uh, I thought that was an old casino that they tore down. Well, they didn't ever tear it down. And they brought it back a few years ago um, under a different name. And a lot of people miss the old Sahara. I remember I used to love the old Sahara. One of my favorite nights playing Pyga was at the old Sahara with a dealer named Fred. And I remember I played... God, I got so drunk that night. Uh, my friend was playing <laughs> craps, and uh, I we I left. I was at the ta- I was at the pie table for about three and a half hours. I counted up my chips. I was up eight dollars. So in three and a half hours, <laughs> I had won eight dollars and drank about who God knows how many uh, gin and tonic and white Russians because I used to drink gin and tonics back then too. But um, drank those that night and. Uh, I got to the end and my friend said, yeah, let's get going. And um, I took the $8 and I said, here you go, Fred, and walked out the door. So uh, (laughs) that was back in the day when $8 meant a lot more, too. So it was one of my uh, early trips to Vegas. But uh, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. But that was the old Sahara. The new Sahara has been revamped and remixed. And uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a new kind of place. It's got a whole bunch of brand new restaurants. And, um, you know, just they've totally kind of redone it. And side note to Corey or closed caption to Corey, they are going to open Magic Mike Live Las Vegas at the Sahara later this year. This is me frantically typing, (laughs) pretending to do the bit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so yeah, so um, it's a pretty cool place. It's on the north end of the strip. For those of you that don't know where the Sahara is, it's... um, same side of the street as uh, Planet Hollywood, but you got to go way up north for it. But uh, definitely a cool place. It's on the monorail line, and it's not too far away from the Westgate Superbook. So uh, yeah, if you're if you're headed up that way, it's definitely worth checking out. So they've they've kind of redone that. And the really cool thing, this is kind of a redone property, but um, in the next three years there are they're scheduled to be open three brand new casinos like big resort type casinos because we haven't had a casino open since 2010 with the cosmopolitan so it's been a long drought which was due you know to the recession of 08 09 but um, hopefully vegas is getting back on track because man for a while when i was going it was like every year there were one or two like completely brand new huge casinos opening um so um, it's a fun time. It's always fun to check out the uh, the new stuff when it opens. So, but for now, you can uh, rediscover the Sahara. All right. Well, next up, um, I know a lot of a lot of our listeners. I think like to drink a beer or two. Wouldn't you say, Dave? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in the same location as Camu Karaoke. There is now a place open, and that's the Grand Canal Shops at the uh, the Palazzo. It's on more on the Palazzo side. They kind of um, share the Grand Canal Shops there. A place called Trustworthy Brewing Company and Barbecue. Go so on. I will, <laughs> I will read from their official description. It's the only brewery on the Las Vegas Strip to focus on artisanal batch beers. The brewery is pouring award-winning West Coast-inspired beers brewed on site as well as from its Burbank, California brewery. It also has a full bar of handcrafted cocktails. Pair your drink of choice and a dish from the mouthwatering menu featuring smokehouse barbecue, burgers, and small plates with big flavor. So... If you're into beer and barbecue and maybe some karaoke, so maybe that's your game plan. You go to the Grand Canal shops, you throw down some beer at Trustworthy Brewing Company and Barbecue, get some barbecue there, 
And then you make your way over to the Camu Karaoke and sing your heart little heart out. So how's that for a, an afternoon in Vegas? Um, is it weird that I'm getting movement right now? Because... <laughs> little barbecue and some craft beers sounds fantastic. <laughs> and if you've never made it to, like, the Venetian Palazzo complex, it's pretty darn cool. Like, I've, I stayed at Palazzo for – that was kind of my go-to place for a few years, and uh, the wife and I stayed there several years. And um, I, I, I really like that little complex there, so um, – Pretty cool, and you can even get a gondola ride if uh, your heart desires. Um, but that's not new. Ooh. The uh, trustworthy uh, brewing company and barbecue definitely is new, so might be worth checking out. The last one that I have for oh, I'm sorry, I got two more for you. Um, there is a brand new Cirque du Soleil show that opens. So those of you that are into shows or the live entertainment, um, there is a new Cirque du, Le- Cirque du Soleil show called Run R U N. And it's at the Luxor, um, written by acclaimed producer Robert Rodriguez. Run is an unprecedented entertainment experience with cutting-edge technology and multimedia to explore the world of stunts, complete with car crashes, guys on fire, and death-defying falls. Prepare to be on the edge of your seat during the whole show. So yeah, so they're really kind of pitching up the uh, action angle of Cirque du Soleil. So uh Definitely, you know, I've heard some good things about this. Uh, I have not obviously seen this as of yet, but yeah, if you're if you're interested, or maybe you've, you know been out to Vegas, you've seen some of the other Cirque shows, and you're looking for a different one to try, Run might be the uh, the answer for you. So, um, Dave, have you ever attended a Cirque du Soleil show, either in Vegas or elsewhere? I haven't. No, I, um, the one show I, that I've been to in Vegas was the Blue Man Group at New York, New York. On uh, my first trip, that wasn't. I don't even really consider it a true uh, Vegas trip because I was. It was just a business thing, and I was really young. But um, yeah, I, I haven't seen a search show. Have you seen one, Chuck? Yeah, we, uh, the wife and I like that was that was one of her favorite things to do uh, when we used to take uh, couples trips out there when uh, when that was still a thing, and um, yeah, we uh, we saw quite a few. I've seen Ka a couple of times, um, Oh, I've seen Love a couple of times. There used to be an Elvis Cirque du Soleil show that we saw that went away, um, and then there's one other one that I'm blanking on right now that I saw as well. And because we had free tickets, I saw Zumanity, the adult, uh, Cirque du Soleil show, which is kind of fun. Hawk would be completely bored. Trust me. So it's, uh, are they naked? A little bit, but it's, it's pretty tame overall. So, uh, yeah. So, but, um, I purposely have never seen the Chris Angel one, which is the one, if I ever find that audio, I need to play that for like a Vegas preview show <laughs> when Chris bitched about going to the uh, Chris Angel Cirque du Soleil show and basically watching videos of Chris's high school. So, <laughs> uh, it's an awful show. Don't go to that one. But, um, yeah, maybe consider run if, uh, if you're looking for, for something new to try out there. The last thing that I have for you is definitely the one that I think will universally appeal to uh, to the Power Trip listeners, and that is because, mainly because most of you guys are Caniacs out there. Um, Caniacs sort of one of the unofficial, um, you know, loves of every rube out there. But this place is called Crack Shack. And they serve all sorts of different creative uh, chicken. Uh, 
they just looking all you have to do is go to crackshack.com crackshack.com slash menu um and look through what they've got oh my god like you just want to run to this place and chow down and i've heard lots of reviews of this place everything is unbelievable uh i've not heard a bad review about this place so um for example um one of the ones i'm looking at right now is called the double clucker it's two ground chicken patties cheddar bacon smash avocado burger sauce pickles fried onions and a potato roll i mean it looks amazing they have the uh they have the firebird which is a spicy fried thigh cool ranch crispy onions pickles and a potato roll they've got the hangover which is a fried egg honey butter dip fried breast and a giant biscuit with red eye aioli i was just gonna ask do they have chicken biscuits because that's like my favorite thing on the earth that's exactly what that one is so Oh, just unbelievably good stuff. And um, like I said, I have not heard a bad review. They've got fried chicken there. Um, They've got like bowls there as well. Um, All sorts of just amazing things. The one thing on their menu that drives me just like, oh my God, is uh, their deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. And they've got some pretty, pretty good looking (laughs) deviled eggs on their menu. So... Um, I am definitely uh, going to get down there and check this place out. Um, it looks looks amazing. They've even got chicken oysters, so maybe Perry will find his way down there as well, since uh, Perry's a <laughs> connoisseur of the oysters. So maybe he'll go for some uh, some fried oysters or some chicken oysters <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic. And that is located at the Park MGM, which is the old Monte Carlo, for those of you that are familiar with that. Um, it's right next to T-Mobile Arena, so it's kind of down on that end of the strip towards New York, New York down there, um, Park MGM. So, um, And that place is kind of revamped quite a bit since it was the old Monte Carlo, um, so that might be worth checking out as well just for kind of a, a new feel of a place. But uh, yeah, Crack Shack um, looks absolutely amazing, um, and I think Las Vegas is probably the closest location to us because their other locations are all in California, so... Um, yeah, this might be uh, might be a great chance to uh, to try it. I think I think I'm definitely going to choose Crack Shack over In and Out Burger this year. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's well, how we're highly... not we're not we're not doing our In and Out tradition. Uh, we might, but um, I'm definitely getting to Crack Shack too. So uh, that that's that's a definite. So well, I'm just along for the ride. You, I don't know where anything is. You just uh, uh, you're my tour guide. <laughs> All right. Well, those are some new things for you um, this year, and hopefully you get a chance to check some of those out. All right. Well, next up, we had a chance to talk to the gentleman, John Creasel. All right. Well, we are thrilled to welcome in uh, the future governor of the state of Minnesota and a Vegas veteran, John Creasel himself. How you doing, Crease? Great, great. Good to chat with you guys. Yeah, we're uh, we're thrilled to have you on because uh, as we're recording this, uh, my flight leaves like uh, three weeks from tomorrow morning. So uh, pretty good. God, <sighs> so are you flying direct out of Kansas City? Yeah, or I fl- you connect. No, Southwest flies direct to uh, to Vegas. So I will awesome. I will be on the ground, and I love it because you gain the two hours. So it's like I yeah. basically lose one hour from Kansas City to get there. So. That's what makes the, the flight back so crappy, though, because you give those two hours right back. I know. It sucks. It's like, yeah, it's like the whole the whole rest of the day is shot. But, yep. 
uh, nobody likes the flight back anyway, so no. <laughs> they, they can have their damn two hours. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, I'm excited, obviously, but what is your level of excitement for seeing the Zach Brown band out in Vegas? On a scale of one to ten, it's like seventy-five thousand. <laughs> yeah, they're they're my favorite. They're just such a easygoing band, but then they throw in some Metallica and they throw in like Dave Matthews, and, this, and so it's something for everybody. And it was I, that was the first um, country band that I've ever in country band is in quotations, but um, that I saw live. Mm-hmm. I saw them at the Rest Center in Green Bay, and just after that, I was absolutely infatuated with them they're so awesome that's awesome where where is the concert is that at the uh the hockey arena t-mobile yeah yep it's an awesome venue i love that place yeah i was there for a ufc fight last year and it was fantastic so i'm excited to see it in all its glory because it's a obviously a much different setup with ufc than it is for like a concert or i do hope to see a hockey game there sometime yeah yeah um the the hockey setup is is amazing too and uh it's uh it's definitely definitely an awesome arena it's i still i remember when they talked about building like a hockey arena right on the strip and i'm like really that's i just didn't see it man it is absolutely everything (laughs) that they promised and more yeah and then just the lead up to it it's right next to park mgm so when mm-hmm. we went to the UFC fight, uh, Nelly and I, we walked across, we had dinner at park, walked straight across, and then it's just, it just flows in so smoothly. And then there's like a big LED board on the glass outside of the stadium where if you're on the inside, you can look out, you don't even notice it. You can see the strip, but from the outside, you see an LED board with advertisements for what event is playing there that night and it, yeah it's just state-of-the-art and unbelievable damn that's insane um so john last year on the power trip vegas trip i should specify because you go to vegas about four or five times a year um but you stayed over the at the bellagio yeah. um, is that typically where you stay when you go to vegas or do you kind of bounce around yeah, it's becoming more of my home. The uh, Mandalay Bay was my home for many years. I love it just because the, the pool situation's awesome. Uh, the comps are fantastic. Bellagio is smack dab in the, I mean, right across the street from Planet Hollywood. Yep. So whether it's our trip, uh, Vegas trip or not, I love that spot because it is centrally located. You can get to anything really easily, but especially on this trip, we made sure to book at Bellagio because um, we used some comps and I love the pool. I love, and I love Planet Hollywood, but Bellagio is just, it's Bellagio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah just, it's a different feel when you walk in for sure. Right. And then you just, you were right across the street from the broadcast and all of that. So it's, yeah, it's perfect. I love that place. Yeah, I know Chuck was, uh, you know, I was very thankful last year me and Chuck went over there for the buffet and that's where we actually, uh, or I observed you guys play some team slots for a while, but that buffet there was unlike any buffet I've ever had in my life. It was insane. I've heard, and I haven't done buffets in Vegas for quite a while, but I've heard that one's obviously good. The one I've heard is the absolute top notch is the Bacchanal buffet at Caesars. That's the one that, supposedly is 
you can't miss. It's the you must have. They they've got sushi. They've got and everything's top quality. Now it's quite expensive to <laughs> to eat there, but you can have a little bit of everything, and it's all like five star stuff. So. Yeah, I did that one about four or five years ago, and it was it was really good. To be honest with you, I didn't think it was like that much better than some of the okay. other top level buffets. But it was definitely. I mean, I you know overall, yeah, I would definitely have to say it's number one. But sometimes people you know put it like at this ultra ultra high level, and I I think it's like slightly better than maybe you know, like the Cosmo Wicked Spoon or the Bellagio okay. Buffet, kind of that level. So, Well, that's good to know because you're paying a premium. You're paying quite a, oh, bit, yeah. quite a bit more compared to the other ones that might be just slightly under what that one is. So that's, yeah, that's good to know. And speaking of the Cosmo, there hasn't been a, uh, a new major hotel built since Cosmo in 2010. But with any luck, we're going to get three new ones in the next three years. Those being mm-hmm. uh, Resorts World, Circa, and the old Fountain Blue site, which is going to be called the Drew. Um, are you excited that we're actually going to get to see some new properties in Vegas? Oh, for sure. Especially because that, and have you guys walked up that way once you get past when you've got like the pepper mill, that's about as far as I get. I've gone to the Strat a little bit to goof around, but once you get past pepper mill, it used to be Riviera there on the, on the mm-hmm. right-hand side if you're going north on the strip. And then right across the street was just, was going to be Echelon. That's now Resorts World. It was just like a dead zone. And that's where it, that's where it gets greasy and not in a good way. And right. so I'm glad that they keep, building because it is obviously it's my favorite favorite place in the entire world to visit and there's so much good real estate there so um the further north the strip can be more awesome the better it will be and i'm glad that sls switched back to sahara so then that hopefully this all eventually connects up to them and then just everybody can can do great yeah, because that that north end revitalization would definitely be a good thing to see. Because I remember, like when I first started going to Vegas, I was like when um, the old Stardust was still there. In fact, we stayed mm-hmm. at the Stardust, and you know it was a little bit more vibrant up there. It was still kind of greasy on the north end, but you know greasy it was in a good way, though, right? Right, exactly. You know, cheap. <laughs> cheap we got to clarify good and bad grease right. right. Absolutely, <laughs> it, it, it almost had kind of the feel of downtown a little bit. It was like a little bit yes. glorified downtown on that north end, and yeah, to see it fall into like just disarray over the last ten or fifteen years has kind of been sad. So I, I'm definitely excited for it as well. And, you know, with all the changes, you know, because you started going to Vegas in like, what, about 2009 or so? 2000, for me, 2002, I think it was. Oh, yeah, okay. It was, it was uh, or 2000, February 2003 was my first trip. Okay. So you've seen a ton of changes over the years. Yes. Um, just off the top of your head, like what would, if you could pick like one thing that was the best change and one thing that was kind of the worst change that you've seen since you started going, what, what would you, what would you say has been the best and worst? So I'll start with the worst. The, the comps have changed a ton. Like my first time there I went and my dad brought me when I was first turned 21 and it was a very modest upbringing. So it was, we stayed down at, he splurged and we stayed at the Golden Nugget downtown. Oh, yeah. It was like, this is Vegas. And that was my idea of Vegas. 
and I'd gamble at blackjack and this and that. And I, I played a lot more blackjack back then. And there would, I will never forget. There was a pit boss that was like, Hey, and I wasn't betting a ton. Obviously I was 21 and a half years old <laughs> and he came, he was like, you hungry? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And so he, he wrote me a slip on a slip of paper and was like, here you go. Here's a couple buffets. Would you like alcoholic beverages too? And I was like, dumbest question of all time, but yes, I would absolutely love some. And I was with my half brother who doesn't drink. So I was like, yes, we would both love a ton of booze. <laughs> so, uh, so then he wrote an extra slip and was like the buffets over there and the golden nugget buffet was fantastic. And so, yeah. That's that's the Vegas I remember. And the first few times after that, I would go once a year way back then. And the hospitality level, like there were the pit bosses would look at you and they would be like, we want to take care of this guy. We want to take care of this gal. Whereas as it has become more corporate, what Caesars and MGM bought the entire strip, mm. it's just, it's different. And it's, and it's fine. It's awesome in its own way. And I think it's turning now. And that's another reason why I'm glad there's more competition popping up that are non-MGM, non-Caesars. It's going to be good for the gambler. But um, so that was the worst turn of it. The best turn is I feel like now there's a big focus on dining and on entertainment. Whereas back then it was, there'd be the Defending the Caveman and all these stupid shows that <laughs> I'd rather go to Wuhan and lick door handles and go watch those <laughs> show, shows, you know? So now it is, if I have so many people, you guys do too, where they go, I hate gambling. I don't, and not that we would be very close friends with those kind of people, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Where they're like, ah, I, I'm not a big gambler. I'm not this. Mm -hmm. so I, I hate Las Vegas. Well, do you like good restaurants? Do you like shows? There is not a better place in the entire world now than Las Vegas. Any show, any restaurant, any type of cuisine, it is there. And it's going to be the best you've ever had. And so so that's the good and the bad, in my opinion. And what's your, your go-to place? Like You like Yard House, right? Uh, Yard Bird is Yard Bird. My, yes. Is, is, that is when we've got a big crew of the guys when they're for the sports betting trip. Because it's laid back, it's casual, but it's kind of classy. Like you could go in there and cut off <laughs> denim shorts, you know, <laughs> or you could go in there in a suit and you're fine. And the food's fantastic. But my like my new fa my favorite steakhouse there is Delmonico in Venetian, which was just remodeled, and I'm going to go on this trip. But Bavette's Steakhouse in Park MGM is based on a Chicago steakhouse. And I've gone there three times since it's opened. And that's the one we go to right before we go to something at T-Mobile. Mm -hmm. It is just awesome. It's low key, but it's classy. Um, I, just, I just love it. So that's my new jam. So that'll be the uh, pre-Zach Brown band meal? Uh, correct, yes. All right. <laughs> Good call. Well, John, uh, now in 2020 here, the NFL is going to be taking over Vegas with the Raiders moving from Oakland. Um, obviously, uh, the Golden Knights have had a ton of success there ever since their expansion a few years ago. Uh, but now there's beginning to be talks about uh, and serious talks about putting an NBA team in Vegas as well. 
Um, do you see three successful, like four major sports teams, uh, you know, being able to have a ton of success in Las Vegas? Do you think they can support it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they were smart about it. So even looking at the, the Raiders stadium, they, I think they went 64, 65,000 seat stadium where a lot of the newer ones are 75 right. plus thousand. I think maybe since Jerry world, they've started dialing back, but they're realistic about it. I, in my opinion, I'm actually shocked that NBA wasn't the first franchise in that market because I just feel like it is, it's a basketball town. No, it's yeah. a sports town in general. The concern always was that it's a transient population. There's people from every state living there. Um, but I absolutely, I think, and I'm an NFL fan above all. I think NBA would be the most successful um, sport there, in my opinion, because you're looking at now T-Mobile. The arena's already built. It was privately funded. It's it's already there. It's You've got the hockey team that has done fantastic there, which hockey, I, I wasn't certain it was going to work. Yeah. I, I would think of the three, right. the hockey would have been like the least successful. Basketball's, you know, plug and play. Yeah, and and. and it helped that right off the bat, they were super successful, went to the Western Conference Finals. But yeah. it's basketball is so you don't have to know a hell of a lot about sports to watch basketball and understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, and that arena is perfect for it, it was built for it. So, I think it will absolutely crush. Yeah, well, we'll we'll stay on sports here, but move over to uh, the wagering side of it. Uh, according to Twitter, you've been absolutely crushing the XFL. Um, do you have a guy, or are you really sitting down and uh, capping these XFL games yourself? No, I don't cap a damn thing. It is um, <laughs> I I subscribe to uh, CBS Sports Line. Okay, and it's and. What I do now with NFL, I will take it with a grain of salt. With any of the sports that I know anything about, I'll take it with a grain of salt. And I'll go, ah, I disagree with this. I do like this opinion on it, but I kind of think this is more of the thing. So I take it because these are people that are paid to do the research that I don't have the time to do. Or I do have the time to do, but I don't care about Yeah. So I take that and then I put my own spin on it. XFL, I don't put any spin on it. I just go straight up. And I think his name's RJ Bell. Okay. He's, he's lost two games in the XFL. So wow. I have lost two games in the XFL. <laughs> it's, it's spot out. I pay $9.99 a month. And then, oh, that's oh, pretty cheap. And then you know what I found out the other day? I got an email yesterday. I get CBS All Access so I can watch – Season two of the Survivor, if I want, at no charge. So <laughs> let's play, <laughs> right? Let's go. So, um, it, yeah, it's just fun, and I feel like those similar to Chuck. I'm, you crush preseason NFL, don't you? That's usually one of my games. It, it depends uh, what tips I can get and what um, information I can convene out of it. But yeah, like w I have a pretty darn good record on preseason NFL. Like probably, I probably win about 75% of the bets I make. The problem is, you know, there's some weekends where I'm only betting like one or two games because I don't have great mm -hmm. information, but yeah, 
that's uh, that's you can definitely crush on preseason NFL if you have the right info. And yeah, sources like that are uh, are awesome. And I think it's the same bit with the XFL. There's not a huge interest, so the books aren't going to lose a ton. So they're, they're, it's really kind of that's your chance. It's preseason NFL, XFL yep. type of thing. If you're betting the main games, I, I mean, NFL regular season. It's the hardest it, one of them all. It is. And if, mm-hmm. you're, and if you're crushing, you're maybe getting 60, 65% of your bets. Oh, that's crushing. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. like destroying that is. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so I love that about it. And you better, you bet your sweet asses that when we're in Vegas, uh, we're going to be betting some XFL. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll use my CBS sports line account to get all the grease. Oh, uh, hell yeah. We'll be, we'll be right there. <laughs> um, so uh, I know we've got a few listeners that are coming out with the power trip and it's their first trip to Vegas. Um, what would be your advice for somebody that's brand new to Vegas? Um, what, what would be your best piece of advice? Don't try to do too much. I think people on their first trip will try and be like, I got to just cram it all in. It is a, I love Las Vegas because there's so much going on but it's rarely a relaxing place to visit. Don't I mean, you guys agree with that. I would think, right. Yeah. There's just, it's an, it's overwhelming. Even if you've been there a handful of times. So I would say pack in extra time to just take it all in. You've got to see the fountains at night specifically. Daytime's Mm -hmm. cool, but you got to see it at night. Check out Fremont street. If you've never been, um, Go see, go have some cocktails at a place with a view. Skyfall on top of Mandalay Bay or uh, Delano, which is connected to Mandalay Bay. That's my favorite view of the strip because you Mm -hmm. look north and you see it all. And especially at sunset, as the sun's going down, I like to watch as each casino turns their outside lights on. It's just kind of cool to to see. Yeah, that kind of stuff just take time to take it all in uh, during the day, take a walk, a casual walk up the strip, mix in waters for sure. I think that's a big mistake is everyone just tries to crush these drinks. There's like, you can get a 75 foot tall uh, cocktail frozen drink for 12.99. Cool. Let's crush 10 of those. No, that's a terrible idea. Coming from me. Um, Mix in some water, take it easy, absorb it. Like it, there's a lot to take in. Don't try and do it all at once because you're going to be back. I love it. Well, uh, John, of all of the ways to gamble in Las Vegas, which, you know, from team slots, sports betting, uh, craps, roulette, uh, what is your personal favorite uh, specifically to Las Vegas? My personal favorite actually is craps. And I don't okay. play it on the strip because – um, they'll put $25 per is the minimum. I'll go downtown and play craps and I don't do it at night cause it gets too greasy and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like mid after mid to late afternoon craps downtown Fremont street, specifically Binion's, um, which is where I learned how to play. I was terrified of the game of craps. My very first trip. Um, my dad was too lit, so I ditched him. And then, 
And then my brother who doesn't drink, I got too lit. So he ditched me. So I was alone. <laughs> and then uh, there was this guy. It was very Vegas vacation, Nick Papa Giorgio like where there was this guy was just hovering around a, a crab's table. And this guy is like, hey, get over here, gay kid. And he's, he had so many chips. It was amazing. And he was like, hey, <laughs> do you know how to play this game? He was like, you look scared. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not scared, but let's figure this out. He taught me how to play. He was like, it's very simple. Pass line, odds, buy six and eight. I've since learned another strategy. But after that, because we've all been at blackjack tables, right? And where's the yelling? Craps table. Right. Oh, yeah. And so that is where, that's where stuff takes place. So that's my favorite game. A hot craps table cannot be talked of any gambling. And that includes my second favorite of being the sports book when you're winning a good chunk. Oh, yeah. When you hit a greasy parlay and the whole sports books go nuts. <laughs> or I should say one half of the sport, the other half exactly. is pissed off. <laughs> but that's my second favorite, but craps is so awesome. So this trip, I'm absolutely going to take time to go to Fremont Street and uh, and play craps. So if anyone wants to learn how, I would be more than happy to uh, to teach people down at Binion's on the on Fremont Street. That's awesome. Well, I, I might I, we might take you up on that. I, I know specifically, I will. You better. Um, and, and my next and last question, um, kind of piggybacks on that last thought. There was. Uh, can Chuck and I maybe get in on some uh, greasy team slots with your with your full squad? I know I know your you know your team's pretty big. It's about eight or nine deep. Um, but you think we could maybe slub in there for? That's a dumb question. Stage? You know the answer to that. <laughs> Wonka fucks right. Hard, Wonka. hard. <laughs> we we hit a hand pay last trip on Wonka. Yep. Wonka has Wonka has been. Those oopas are fucking greasy. Oh, when they start coming out and doing that oompa, that's like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, and, and it's either going to be $17 or it's going to be 2000 And so it's right. in there. And, the, and, of course, both times when we won a good amount on it, it's been where I'm like, ah, fuck. There, we're, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, 5X multiplier comes out. And we're like, oh. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Is that the, is that, you know, there's so many Wonka slot machines, but is that the one that has like the little, like almost iPad or like touch screen and then there's like the yes. three panels? Okay. Yeah. The yes, big three it, panel thing. It's yep. got the three screens on there. Okay. Um, yeah. Th- that's, that's the current one. It will never, no Wonka game will ever compete with the three real Wonka. That's, okay. and it's very difficult to find. And if you do find them, it honestly looks like it's been through like 75 divorces. It's all like <laughs> faded and sad. And like, it's just like, just greasy. You can see like face marks on the fucking screen. It's, nice. Yeah. And, but when we find it, it, we'll be walking through a casino and it's usually Tim. He's like, I found it. I found it. And the Holy Grail. Oh yeah. And, and, but we go over there and it is, it's awesome. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love, you know, you get your favorite slots. I remember back in the day, my favorite was this one called Buccaneer Gold. And we hit that thing 
so many times for some good jackpots and then yeah it just kind of went away and we never found it again it was just like devastating you just like that, stroll through the casino actual, was that an actual reel or was that like the remember it, when the it was video came out and it was like a tube television screen and mm-hmm. that was super state-of-the-art yeah that it was one of the very first like video screen ones okay. and the cool thing about it like you would every once in a while you get a random dagger and then when you got five daggers, that triggered the bonus. And what would happen is people would run out of money, you know, and they would leave like they would leave a machine with like two or three daggers. And so then you'd only need to get two or three more to trigger the bonus. And so we used to walk around like <laughs> my buddy and I would walk up and down the strip from casino to casino, going to all the Buccaneer gold machines and looking for the ones that had like three or four daggers. And then you'd sit down and hit that bonus right away. And that's awesome. Uh, that was that was back when I had like no money and tons of time because uh, you'd walk around. Now these days I'd probably get too impatient to do that, but. Yeah, the um, yeah, you just and then they went away and it was like, oh my god, where is it? Like if I if I saw Buccaneer Gold today, it'd be like finding Tim finding the old Wonka machine. That's for sure. I bet there's some at the D downtown, which sounds sexual, but oh, we went to the D last year. We did. Yeah. We did the horse for the uh, the I yeah. The you did, Dave. <laughs> is that Chuck? Is that where we played the old? Uh, horse racing game absolutely yep yes yep. yeah yeah sigma derby yeah sigma derby. that yeah. was that was awesome that we was took the first Andy down there yeah that is um uh, so i would bet you you could potentially find buccaneer what buccaneer gold buccaneer gold yeah i swear i've walked by that machine yeah, if you see that, that's an immediate text to Power Trip Bets because uh, I I will uh, I will I will drop every penny in that thing. So, but between that and there's there's these penguin ones called it's like uh, bright diamonds and then something else, and it's these penguins that just jump off there. Never won a bunch on it, but it's fun losing money at a fun slot machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. I mean, there's some games where it's like, okay, I didn't win anything there, but that was actually kind of fun to play. So yeah, that can definitely happen. Well, hey, the last question I have for you. um, So uh, do you already have your next Vegas trip planned for after the power trip? I don't, but I I need to figure out a time to bring my wife because that's going to be number trip number 40. And I want it to be special and I want to bring my wife and there better be some fucking balloons when I get into the airport, just being like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I don't awesome. know. So anyway, I, regardless, there's always the fall trip with Paul and a bunch of, you know, uh, scene bear and all those greasy <laughs> bastards. And so we <laughs> always go and bet on sports, super fun time. So that inevitably happens. So between then, I need to plan a trip with the wife because trip 40 needs to happen with her. Absolutely. Got to make it special. We'll bring Chloe. We'll bring Eh. Chloe and just cruise up and down the strip. I don't (laughs) care. I know there's people that say you can't bring babies to Vegas. We're not going to bring Chloe to the crazy horse strip club or to, (laughs) you know, glitter gulch is gone. Rest in peace. But that's right. um, We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, I need to get another one of the books that makes leaving during the next trip. If your flight home, when you're sad, sitting on that plane before takeoff, if you have another trip booked, it's a lot less sad that you're leaving. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You always have to have that trip to look forward to. Yes. 
All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, just gets my juices flowing thinking about Vegas, and uh, it'll be here before we know it, and it's going to be greasy. Super greasy. Three weeks out. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. You got it. Love you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, and last but not least, it's time for our Vegas Stars game. All right, for our special Vegas episode, we thought it'd be fun to play a little game. So I kind of had the thought when we were putting this Vegas episode together that like each you know, cast member of the Power Trip kind of has one Vegas-related thing that they're known for, You know, whether it's um, a game or something else. Um, and so I kind of had the idea of, you know, it'd be cool to put together like trading cards, like, you know, baseball card style cards of, you know, each of the guys with, you know, some kind of nickname related to what it is they might be known for. And uh, so I so I put the put together the cards and then, you know, uh, I hadn't sent these to you yet, Dave, except I sent you the one that was the prototype. Uh, but you hadn't you hadn't seen these yet. And so I thought, this might be a fun little game to play here on the podcast. So it's not an extremely difficult game, but um, I'm going to give the nickname uh, that I have developed for each of each of the different people. And then Dave, you're just going to have to tell me who that person is. So uh, you think you can do that? Uh, I'm all on board. Let's let's try it out. All right, you're up for a challenge. You could be the uh, the original champion of the name that Vegas Star game. Yes, along with my Power Trip Jeopardy championship as well. <laughs> you are, you're, you're stacking up the hardware, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am. All right, well, um, I'm going to do these in kind of a no particular order here. So the first one is going to be the King of Craps. Who is the King of Craps? Okay. I don't want to give away answers for another one. Okay, craps. Who shoots craps? And this is the Power Trip crew, right? It's yeah. It's just or the KFAN. It's the general KFAN Power Trip friendly crew. Yes. Oh man, this is gonna be a bad start. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go, Paul Allen. That is correct. Paul Allen is the king of craps. Now, you very carefully tiptoed around um, what you indicated is you don't want to give away the other one, which is the other acceptable answer would have also been Dwight Hockey as the king of craps. <laughs> of course, his title his title is the other king of craps. Yeah, or as we heard uh, from Hockey's, you know, his digestive system, he goes three times a day, so... <laughs> It could also be Chris Hockey's <laughs> Like father, like son, right? All right. <laughs> well, you're one for one, and that was actually probably about the hardest one. So that's kind of why I started there. Uh, well, next up, let's go with the Poker Broker. Poker Broker? Well, really the only guy from the Power Trip crew that plays poker is Corey Cove. Although he's allegedly formerly retired, uh, but <laughs> I guess I'll go with Corey Cove. And that is the correct answer. Corey is the poker broker. So yeah, that one's uh, pretty straightforward. And you know, as a broker, you can you know you can arrange the game for other people too. You don't necessarily have to play. So that very much fits <laughs> the uh, the the now retired Corey Cove. <laughs> I was gonna say I got a little tripped up there. I didn't want to. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if I knew the definition of broker right on top, off the top of my head. Kind of had a brain fart, but uh, yeah. 
you got it. You nailed it. You are two for two. I have a feeling you're gonna you're gonna sweep the board now, but uh, we'll see. Um, contestant number three is the ruler of roulette. Oh, that's got to be uh, starting to hate him already, uh, Mr. Suavid <laughs> Lambert. It is in fact Mr. David Lambert, the ruler of roulette. All right, next up, it is going to be the Sultan of Slots. I mean, I mean, I guess there could technically be some. There's a couple of people who play slots from the Power Trip crew, um, but as we know, the professional slot player himself. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Hockey. And you are correct. You are you're just nailing this game. Of course, I think a lot of the listeners are nailing this game too, because uh, not not too not too tricky on some of these. But uh, we'll move along uh, to this one. Might be a little bit trickier. Um, this one is the Swim Up BJ King. Oh, the Swim Up BJ King. I believe. Actually, I think this is. Uh, I'm gonna go with C. Eric Nordquist. Final answer. Oh, I got you on this one. Um, I was actually looking for Mark Rosen. Uh, Mark. Oh, okay. Mark Rosen likes to go to the, uh, you know, the, the topless areas of the pool or the. Uh... Yes. Yeah. I see. It, I was thinking. I was thinking of a story that uh, from. I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, where there was a story about Eric Nordquist at a swim-up bar uh, ah. when I was listening to Paul Allen, so well, I, I had that stuck in my mind. He definitely might be in training for this title, So, um, so but, <laughs> but for, for purposes of this contest, we've got Mark Rosen as the swim-up BJ King, and BJ can be whatever you want it to be. So, <laughs> moving on, we will go to the Prince of Parlays. Oh, that is 100%. Well, I mean, they kind of gamble in groups, but I'm going to go with Paul meets us Lambert. Of course. He doesn't even bet on like, a single Tommy game. Because get in on their parlays, too. <laughs> but uh, Sauce doesn't really make bets. He just makes parlays. He does not. He does not do bets. He just, everything's a parlay with him. Go big or go home. So, uh, yeah, Sauce is your prince of parlays. All right, next one is the Two-Fist Bandit. So you have the one-arm bandit in Las Vegas casinos. This is the Two-Fist Bandit. Two? Wow. Okay, so it's got to be a reference to slots. Um, Two-fisting is a sexual reference. Um, And when I think of slots and sexual uh, references, I'm going to go with John Creasel. No, actually, because uh, I was thinking of, you know, two-fisting it like Zach Halverson did throughout the entire Power Trip 2019. Uh, so <laughs> the two-fist bandit is Zach Halverson. Uh, dirty bitch. Dirty bitch. All right. Well, you're doing good. You're doing good. Some of these uh, maybe aren't the best nicknames either, but uh, you're hanging in there. All right. Next up, um, I think you'll get this one. The Vanguard of Vodka. Okay. Let's think. Mark Parrish definitely drinks vodka. So I guess I'll go with uh, number 37 and number 21, Mark Parrish. 
That is correct. Mark D. Parrish is the vanguard of vodka. Yes. All right. Getting down to the last couple here. Um, next up is the Duke of Earl of Sandwich. The Duke of Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> is that me? That is you. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was going to be really disappointed if you didn't get your own card right. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I was. I think the over under this year of uh, French dips consumed at Earl Sandwich has got to be four and a half to five and a half. For the week. <laughs> oh, minimum, minimum four and a half. Yes, so good. <laughs> All right, next up, we got three left. Next up is the Roulette Padawan. Roulette Padawan. Okay, don't know the exact definition of Padawan, but I think it's kind of like uh, you know a mentor mentee kind of a deal there yeah i'm not uh, a big um, you know star wars guy but the padawan is kind of like the apprentice or the person oh. in training well then it's mr uh red 23 tom hills t-o is the roulette padawan that is correct so. t-o chosinko <laughs> yeah just immediately lay down a huge bet on red 23 all right <laughs> Yes, he is. Uh, he's he's learning Dobbs' system very very slowly but surely. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, next up, uh, we got. I think we got two left. We got, um, and I think these are both relatively gettable. We have the Nihao of Pai Gao. The Nihao. Nihao is thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Apparently, you oh, took four oh. years of Mandarin at Minnetonka too. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I only took one semester, so I guess Sauce has more experience. I'm going to go with you, Chuck. Power trip bets. That is correct. Uh, yeah, pie gal is my little thing, so just give me some pie gal and a white Russian, and I'm good to roll. So, yes, uh, I dub myself the Nihao of pie gal. And last but not least, we've got the hot shot of team slots. Oh, well. I mean, if we're talking Vegas nicknames, this person could not be left off the board. And uh, we all know he loves team slots. I'm going to go with John Creasel, final answer. John Creasel is correct. He is the hot shot of team slots. And you did good. You got uh, you only missed two. That's that's pretty impressive. Cause, uh, and the two that I missed, I think I kind of like overthought, you know? Right, right. Yep, you... Uh... Pretty, these are pretty straightforward names, so uh, yeah, we kind of we made little cards out of these, and we'll be uh, we'll be posting those um, probably at one or two a day leading up to the Vegas trip. So be on the lookout for those. I think they're they're kind of cool, and uh, hopefully you guys like them as well. So that is our game, and Dave, you add another piece of hardware to your trophy case as the champion of name that Vegas star. Hell yeah, undisputed and uncontested. <laughs> I should have bet on you. <laughs> All right, well, that's our Vegas episode for you. Um, Dave, where can they find you at outside of Las Vegas, Nevada? I was going to say I'll, I'll be in the sports playing what, Planet Hollywood for about 18 out of 24 hours a day, but you can find me on Twitter at Power Trip Quotes. And you can find me at the adjacent Gow table, um, constantly checking on the sports bets that I have down and running over to Earl of Sandwich. So, um, <laughs> Or you can tweet me at PowerTripBets. Um, hopefully I'm not too drunk to tweet. So thanks for <laughs> listening, guys, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. 
be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie.